0: You're listening to the Weekly Geekly, Omaha's counterculture podcast. About the Bear cosplay.
1: Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the Weekly Geekly. As always, I am Mikey Colsheen, sitting here with a gathering of geeks. Guys, why don't you introduce yourselves?
2: I'm uh, Mo the Bearcat. As
1: always. I'm Scott. I'm Zach. And Zach, the Geekly crew, and today we are sitting down with the one and only Hellboy of Chicago, Mr. Papa Cosplay himself. How you doing, bud?
3: Good, good. How you guys doing?
1: Not bad. I'm pretty uh, pretty up and down after this Hellboy movie, I'm not going to lie. And to see you in makeup is bringing it all back.
3: <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> so you went and saw it today, didn't you?
3: I saw it yesterday, yeah.
1: The, the reboot? I got to yeah. ask, being, I know you're a huge Hellboy fan, so your opinion matters more to me than mine. What did you think?
3: Okay, so I'm going <laughs> to practice I say I'm a big Hellboy fan, like you said. I've met Mike McNola. I've shook the man's hand. I met Ron Perlman. I am all things Hellboy. Okay? Hell yeah. With that said.
1: <laughs> uh oh.
3: Hey. I didn't like the movie at all. Really? Did not like it at all. Huh.
1: Now tell me, tell me what were the things that that stood out to you and kind of made you go, well, this isn't a Hellboy movie.
3: It. <laughs> Well, for one, I felt like the villain is villain was super generic. Um, I didn't think the comedy hit really like really they wanted like it that. to. Yeah, yeah, and uh, is and there was nothing. The movie didn't bring anything new to the table. Like, why reboot something if it's not gonna do anything different?
1: Mm.
3: And it, it just didn't do anything different. On top of that, we were promised a horror feel. Yeah. And that we just never got that. I never got that. Um, it just felt like what we saw already. It okay. It was never like there's a super creepy um, horror feel. If it, it felt like a monster movie, but it just it wasn't.
1: It wasn't a Hellboy you know, movie.
3: Yeah. It, okay. It just it, it just it did do. No, there were some good parts in it. Yeah. There were some good parts in it, um, but. <clears throat> it wasn't it the movie didn't do anything better than what we saw already all
0: so right had, that's an interesting point of view
3: that was when my, my disappointment yeah was, was and like and the things that that they did introduce like like baba yaga and, and things like that there just wasn't enough of them.
1: yeah i will yeah. say that you know there were so many side monsters that i almost thought were cooler than the blood queen mm-hmm.
3: so they, they, they all were cooler
1: like, like the Giants and the b- Giant Vampire Bat. And, mm-hmm. and uh, as we should say, of course, if you're listening or watching live on Facebook, the Weekly Geekly is a total spoiler uh, show. So if you don't want to know what happens, don't watch this. But yeah, I, I totally agree in that facet of it. like They had so many cool storylines moving at once, but the main storyline itself being a, re- a, a replacement for his origin, mm-hmm. it, it did not feel like it had the weight that it should have.
3: no. And, and, and I, I tried, I came in with a clean slate. I didn't, I had no expectations whatsoever. I'm like, I'm taking this movie for what it is completely on face value.
1: Well, I'm glad you did. We actually had a phone call like the day you saw it. And I was like, hey man, just walk in, take your Perlman pants off, take your <laughs> Del Toro goggles off and just watch it with a clean slate as a Hellboy fan. And you'll at least appreciate it. I'm glad you at least saw some stuff that you appreciated because what I've been seeing online is people just, frankly, just shitting on it. Mm-hmm. For the sake of, and not even for the sake of good content or what's par for the course, but they have this mentality that it's like, uh, it's like when Trump became president, it's like, well, that's not my hell boy. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. give the man a shot. Like, honestly, no matter how bad you want it, Perlman's too old to do it. Yeah. hellboy right. 2 he was complaining about the stunts like you think he could even do anything like that anymore no right right <laughs> so like it's it's a natural thing to to want to replace a character like that like batman or james bond and there really is yeah. no reason why someone else can't play the role but to be honest with you most of the things i had against the movie had nothing to do with david harbour 100 percent.
3: 100 agree like i, I thought Harbor was fine. Like Harbor was not the issue in the movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To me, it was all about. It, it was the script. It was like, like you said, the Blood Queen is the main villain, and she's just the least interesting part of the movie. And it's like, oh, I'm just gonna be evil because the plot demands me be evil. Right. And it's like, well, you you had the, I, I forgot the uh the Warthog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was cool. Uh, Bobby Yaga was cool. If, if they would have made the movie around those two characters and how they were plotting gazelle Boy, and because of how you wronged him mm-hmm. in the past, that mm-hmm. would have made sense to me.
1: Especially but, being that he's coming from, like, just now joining the BPRD, kind of, officially, but he's been this paranormal investigator, so it would make sense for him to have all these enemies.
3: Exactly. So if they did that, it would make sense, but to have the Blood Queen just be like, oh, I'm, I'm resurrected, so I'm going to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look out, motherfucker!
4: <laughs> no,
1: I totally feel you there. I mean, and I think that's something that a lot of comic book adaptations struggle with is, is creating, whether it's shows or movies, creating a villain that weighs enough to, to, to feel like the main character's not gonna make it. And this entire movie, there was never a point where I was like, oh, Hellboy's gonna die, you know?
3: Exactly. Yeah. I did like,
1: I will say this though. As much as I love Perlman, as much as as I love Del Toro and the things that they did for the first two, I equally love this movie for different reasons. A, yes, you cannot beat Guillermo Del Toro as far as his craft and what he does and, and effects and makeup and all of this that comes together with practical and CGI. But with that being said, he's not, people call him a world builder. In my eyes, he's a set builder. Because every one of those scenes in Hellboy Golden Army looked like a sound set. There was no point where I felt like it wasn't a movie. I was like, oh, it's just a giant set that looks like a market. Oh, it's just a giant set that looks like a throne room. He makes
0: really good sets that can themselves build a world. But he doesn't create
1: a world. And the the thing that we saw in this one that I really enjoyed was, even if it was just for a moment, you got to see the context of what was happening in the entire country of London. You know what I mean? And it it built this world where... In that kind of an aspect, you're world building on top of itself. And another thing that kind of fits in with that is people were complaining about how it was jumping place to place. Well, clearly, you've never read a comic book before because all of Hellboy's comic books are random snippets of little missions he goes on that eventually just lead to a, a main story. So that I felt right at home when they were going to Colorado for the BPRD, or they were bringing him to London, or he was going here or there. I was like, dude, this is just like the the comic books. That opening scene where he starts out in Tijuana, I was just like, oh hell yes, he's in Tijuana. What's gonna happen now? Are you gonna get drunk? Like what's going on? Like I like the way they jump around. That to me is more world building. I
3: mean, I would have a problem with that, and I felt like um, like that part of the movie was was fine. I like how they, they jumped around and kind of showed you, he's okay, he's VPRD, he goes around all over the world, he does things all over the world, like, to me, that, that didn't bother me whatsoever. Um, it's about, like, the, the motivation of, of the character, really. And, like, even with Hellboy, Hellboy himself, um, they, they could have really did something with this, and, and they just didn't, and it killed me, because it would have been interesting to explore. I don't know if you remember this, when Hellboy was talking to his dad, yeah, and he mentions how, you know, his his dad saved him. He didn't. His dad didn't kill him. He saved him. He raised him. Yada yada. Mm-hmm. And all he does is fight demons. And it was like a two. It was like a two line. It was like two lines. Okay, but to me it was interesting because when you think about Hellboy's existence, like in the film, he was born and raised to. He sent genocide on his
1: own kind right yeah because he's the supernatural so it's this this whole um, juxtaposition between good and evil but it, I will exactly. say this leading into that thought process I really really thoroughly enjoyed the King Arthur bloodline uh, story twist I like yeah. that because it, it, it yes he's half mortal half demon his mom was a witch who has that blood in him but it's got this Like I said, it's a clear juxtaposition between you can either be the king of England (laughs) and have the power to destroy the worst demons and any evil, or you can embrace your other side of your nature and just end the world. So that, to me, was a little more dynamic than what the origin of the comic was. Like, I love Rasputin. I love the whole first movie and that scene where he's like, this is who you're meant to be. Like, great scene. But... I'm also a big fan of those movies that spoof history, like um, Sherlock Holmes 2 or anything like that, where you're like, ooh, this is the real reason the war started. So when they do stuff like that, I'm like, oh, now I want to believe that this is real.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, like, I wanted more more of that struggle because he is from both worlds, essentially. So I wanted more of, okay, what does it mean to be a demon and then just kill demons? Yeah. He, he doesn't kill people at all. mm hmm he just kills demons so like what, what well does that mean?
1: well he does kill people
3: well, he does, but, like, remember
1: the whole thing with the giant hunt he had he had to kill people at
0: that point yeah yeah
3: but like his primary mission is is really like to kill to kill demons like his, his part of himself so like it would have been cool because we didn't really see that from del Toro at all no so like when they brought that up in the movie where he's like you know I, I just killed demons it's like you know that would be cool to explore how he actually feels about just killing his own kind all the time.
1: Oh, you know, 50 bucks says if and when they get the sequel, they're going to explore that character development even further, because I'll agree with you, in this movie, it felt really awkward to kind of get that regurgitated, like, back in my face again. It was the same as, like, when they did Uncle Ben the second time in Spider-Man. I was like, oh, my God, we we get it, dude. You know what I mean? His uncle dies, boo-hoo. Like, do I really need to see another version of this? But to this yeah. one, the only reason I kind of excused it was because of that King Arthur lineage. I was like, okay, you made it a little different, you know.
0: Well, see, and and my takeaway was, so I've only, I've, I have like snippets of experience with the Hellboy comics. I've mm. only known Hellboy primarily through the movies. Okay. And uh, I kind of appreciated how they, his origin story in this one, they mention it because the entire plot of the movie Mm -hmm. is a direct result of his origin story. Exactly, yeah. So they didn't have to go through and throw it in your face. Mm. You just kind of got it fleshed out through the process of a whole plot. Right, but they didn't need a a buttload of exposition to tell you what it is. It reminded me a lot of the Spider-Man Homecoming movie, where... We know how he becomes Spider-Man, man. Right, we, right. We've seen it how many it. times? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they just so throw they just, you into it. Yeah, yeah, you just get into it. Which yeah. was
1: nice. It was nice to kind of get... Yeah. And here's my my whole prediction. We just did a prediction episode before we saw it, and mm. I was under the assumption that even though this was a reboot of the universe, maybe they were going to tie it in to, to say it's like a, an origin before, like a prequel before the first Hellboy. Because think about it. He didn't meet Ape Sapien yet. He hadn't gone to seriously join the Jersey field office yet, or like have that as his home. He didn't meet Liz Sherman yet. Like there's so many things that haven't happened. I was like, ooh, maybe it's a a prequel. No, (laughs) it's a complete redo of the first movie. But I was like, man, I'm kind of disappointed they didn't do that.
3: (laughs) A prequel would've been cool too. Like that actually, that that makes more sense now that you say that. That I think
1: if they would've done it as a prequel to the first movies, then it would've been well received a little more given that they would've had to go off of that origin. You know what I mean? They wouldn't have changed so much to their own to their own needs, and maybe yeah. people would have been a little less uh like bashy on it. You know what I mean?
3: I, I, I do agree, like it it's it's not the the thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, right? It's not that bad. Right. You, you can go you can watch it and be fine. It's not thirteen percent. Yeah. Um it's felt like like the entire time I watched the movie, I was like, Yeah, this is fine, but I've seen this done better twice before. I feel you while watching it but no. it's, it's it's not 13% okay? right. it's People are killing it, and it's, it doesn't deserve that. Well, they're
1: only beating it. It's, they're beating the dead horse, like I said, just because they refuse to take off their Perlman pants and their Del Toro goggles. They are so set that that is the only representation that is allowed to be represented. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, come on, man. Even even the creator tweeted that he's like, why can't it be like James Bond and Batman? Why can't we
2: keep making new versions? What's wrong yeah. with that? I, I think I think yeah. a big I think the big like counter argument that you get from the I guess from the Perlman. Del Toro group yeah. is that they made they made their own universe and they made it like it's not that it's infallible yeah. but they made it so good they're like well, why do you gotta touch it and that's that I guess that was their that's, their, that's their big fight about it I can see it. that and I think what's really funny about it is is like the new the new series like I I like where they're gonna go with it. Mm. I like the introduction of how yeah. they brought Abe Sapien in oh, the movie. That things. was so, so f- my mm-hmm. if, if you watch if you watch it, you gotta stay till like cause there's two end scenes in yeah. <laughs> the credits. Well if you're uh, a comic book movie fan,
1: you should just expect it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. just wait for another ten minutes through the credits because you're gonna find
2: something yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean what too, yeah. what did you think about the about the Abe Sapien uh, reveal? I th- I thought
3: it was awesome. I was like, I mean, I love Dave Champion, period. Yeah. So it was, I thought it was cool. I thought, because they, like, they, I didn't know they were going to include him at all. So to actually see that, you know, moving forward, they plan on putting him in, I was excited about. Because I kind of missed him. Yeah. Uh, so I was, that, that was a nice little nod at the end of it. Uh, and it would be cool to see, like, how they make him look, like, what's their interpretation of
1: yeah, I can already tell it's a little different. Like, I, when that arm came up on the glass, there was, like, a little more tentacle look, you know, a little more suckers on it. I was like, okay, they're going to go a different direction. They're probably going to get shit on again, but I will still love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> but I was wondering that, too, because I'm the type of person where it's like, if I love something, I will go out and buy the all the Funko Pops for it. Yep. Obviously, uh, they're all over the table. But, like, I went out and I bought this Abe Sapien one, and I was like, oh, well, I, I haven't seen one thing about Abe Sapien. Why would they make a Funko Pop? Well, duh. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, because, like, with Del Toro, like, Abe Sapien, well, he, I mean, he was cute. Like, it was yeah. Was cool little, mm-hmm. cool, this one he'll be more hardcore. Like, he'll be oh, like, yeah. this one was like very hardcore look not easy on the eyes at all mm-hmm. uh, but he's not really supposed to be exactly
1: and see that's my only complaint with the Perlman Hellboy he's so damn cartoony he's super pretty he, okay mm-hmm. he's not supposed to be pretty though he's supposed yeah. to be a demon and they make him look like a red dude with <laughs> sawed off horns he looks so bright that, like, it looks like if I shined a light on him, I'd be like, oh, God, get out of here. You know? like yeah. This one, he was toned down. He had, like, nice eye contacts in. Mm-hmm. There was definition mm-hmm. on the face. The hair was even different. And I'm not going to lie to you. As a guy who wears beanies ten months out of the year, I had a little bit of a nerdgasm when they flashed <laughs> back to his part of his younger years. And he was wearing a beanie. I was like, oh! <gasps> I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Different styles, different variations. Because here's the thing, man, whether it's Hellboy or it's Avengers or it's X-Men, you can't stay stagnant in your content. No, no. And there will always be the people that are like, you know, the Pixies were a great band until they sold out on their third album. Well, those people aren't really fans of the Pixies they're a fan of the CD that they liked that makes them feel superior. You know, they're like, oh, well, I liked them back when they were great. Oh, I loved I loved Hellboy back when Perlman did it. You didn't even know who Hellboy was until David Harbour played him. And it's like, okay, well, shut up. <laughs> like, like, I like Hellboy in general, so I'm allowed to like all of it. Right. And that, And that kind of translates into well, everything, like Star Wars. There's always people bitching about the new Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And I almost want to reach through the computer and slap people and go, be grateful that they're still making them. Because the more they make, the more that they're gonna make. <laughs>
4: like yeah. they're
1: gonna, we're gonna be like sixty years old, and there's literally like fifty Star Wars <laughs> movies, and I'm not gonna complain about any of them. And, and the
2: more they make, the more they can branch off and build on different stories exactly. and build whole yeah. new stories. So in
1: terms of thinking that way, think about Hellboy. They have now made it so that Abe Sapien will be in the sequel. They've hmm. now made it so his origin is fulfilled, but now it's like this whole other thing. And they have this whole backlog of issues of comics to go off of, and Rasputin. Yeah. Like, Rasputin's not even dead, so he's probably yeah. gonna be in the sequel too, you know?
0: And let us not forget, Lobster Johnson is Woo! now in it.
1: I love you, Lobster Johnson! <laughs> so,
0: we could, we might get a uh, Lobster Johnson spinoff, and I can't say that I would be upset at that.
1: What's the guy who plays Lobster Johnson? It's uh, the guy from Wings. Yeah, uh, it's the guy from Wings, and he was also the prepy jerk. From the Brendan um, Fraser, um, George he, of the Jungle.
0: He played uh, Sandman. Yeah, in one of the Spider Man. That guy.
1: Yeah, he played Sandman in the really, really crappy Spider Man Three. Uh, let me pull. Let me IMDb this. But report. yeah, that was honestly one of the highlights for me to see that they're actually kind of rounding out his universe. It's not just Hellboy anymore. So mm-hmm. like, who knows, man? Maybe they'll start bringing out all these other side comics.
3: You know.
0: Thomas Hayden know. Church.
3: Like, based on the box office, I don't think it's going to get a sequel, guys. I, really? I think I think it's you dead. think it died? Oh, uh, it, it, it's, it's totally... Like, because you think about it, like, it made, like, $12 million this weekend. Yeah. It's, it, it's just, There's no way a studio is going to make a fourth Hellboy movie based on the numbers. Yeah. There's no way.
1: I think, okay, here's my pitch. Here's my prediction. Um, I think they're gonna not do another movie. They're gonna kick this one straight to streaming sites because all the other Hellboys are on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. And if they make any more kind of a sequel to this story at all, it's probably gonna be like a, a 10 part Netflix series. Because honestly, if this came out on Netflix instead of in the movies, if mm-hmm. this was a 10-part Netflix series instead of being a movie. I'd watch the shit out of that. You know everyone would be binging yeah. the shit out of this and Rotten Tomatoes wouldn't dare give it anything under an 80.
3: Yeah, I think it would work better as a show, but just like based on box Off, there's just no way. I mean, it took like 10 years to get this one. Right. And first two movies, people liked them, so.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's not really boding too well for Hellboy at this point. <laughs> It's weird to see you smile and then say that, like, as Hellboy. (laughs) We haven't even pointed it out, and I feel like such a douche, but Papa Bear is in full Hellboy costume right now. Uh, Everyone on Facebook tell him how disgustingly pretty he looks right now because he put in, like, hours of time putting in his makeup and prosthetics. You look fucking great, dude. I
3: appreciate it. How much
1: time did that take you? We kind of rushed you, too. I was like, all right, sound check. All right, do that. And you're like, uh, I see you looking at your watch. You're like, motherfucker, I got like 30 minutes.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it took it took an hour. Um, like, as soon, as soon as we got done with all that, I, I started. Yeah. And I, we were still, like, a little late. But yeah. uh, Ten minutes
1: ain't bad for a live stream.
3: <laughs> that's true. Very true. <laughs> um, it, it's always fun, though, to, to put this on. Uh, I, I was so excited, too. Like, with the m- new movie coming out, I was like, okay, Hellboy's thing again. I can upgrade stuff. I can get it going, and uh, just everybody's just shitting on it. And I mean, and I get it. The movie has problems, but it's not nearly as bad as, as uh. I mean, people are just giving it hell. Dude, they're just and beating I, a dead
1: horse at this point. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I feel for it because like we're not we're not gonna get another one. So, I mean, it just it just kind of sucks. It's kind of like
1: why couldn't why couldn't people just be a little more appreciative that we're getting a Hellboy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get it. It's not always going to be what well, you want, but dude, if you were to support this movie, that further's the plot for more movies. You know what I mean?
2: I feel like if if we if if a community pushes hard enough, they'd easily get Netflix to do it. Oh yeah. Because I think honestly if they just do a whole thing on like like the BPRD like during like the late hellboy years or whatever. I think it'd be cool, or even if they did, like, just the origins, like, what they're doing right now. Like, this, like, leads into a Netflix series. Mm -hmm. I honestly think people will still watch the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. You know, people need stuff to, like, watch and have sex to. (laughs) So, (laughs) why not Hellboy? Netflix and chill, for real. Yeah, that means stop. So,
1: if if you were the director and someone was like, here's what we got. What would you have changed out of this movie other than the monsters in, in that representation, to make it more what you would've wanted to see?
3: See, to me, I think, because like the budget was like 50 million. So we're talking about like a low-budget superhero movie. Right. So to me, I would've cut down on like the huge monster fights. I don't have the money for it. So what I would do, I would've took the Blood Queen out totally. I would've yeah. made it a very personal story between Hellboy and an antagonist, okay, and uh, I like the creature design already, so I like the creature design. I wouldn't cut the blood queen out. I would have had more of uh, like explore more of like Give him a character arc because like Hellboy He's the same guy from the first shot to the last shot of the movie. Yeah So I had him kind of have like a hero's journey type of thing where Okay, he, he's killing demons. That's his primary job. How does he feel about that? How does he relate to people? his relationship with his dad kind of more like story elements also would put more horror stuff in it too which they said they were going to do but they didn't yeah so I, would put, I would put more horror elements in made it like creepy as hell take the blood queen out um maybe had one one good like monster fight cause it it was the, <laughs> cause the movie didn't have the budget to do what it was trying to do yeah there's some parts of it where it just it just didn't look very good and it's like I know what you guys are trying to do, but you can't. Right. So,
1: You're spreading yourself a little thin at that point.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will say okay. this.
1: I think the only scene that that really made me go, ugh, like that looks like, like shit, was, uh, it was on honestly, and then people are going to yell at me and prod me and poke me for this online, but <laughs> the only frame of any scene of the entire movie that didn't make me believe it was real was after the awesome giant fight, you remember where he's standing in the foreground and then the giants are behind him? That reeked of Phantom Menace. Like, (laughs) I was like, oh, this looks horrible. Like, you could tell the giants were not in the scene. It was just like digitally plussed in. (laughs) I was like, oh. To make this any more obvious, you could have shot it so it looks like there's only room in the back. You know, like, it just, it struck me really wrong and took me out of the movie for like five or 10 minutes. But then there were things like uh, like um, Baba Yaga, dude. Baba Yaga was
2: nuts. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. As soon as I saw the Baba Yaga part, it immediately took me into two directions. One, it made me think of uh, the, one of the Tomb Raider games. Where you have to fight Baba Yaga. Oh and yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, They talk about it the entire time, uh-huh. and then it also reminds me of that joke that they made in the Pickle Rick episode, <laughs> where they talk about Baba Yaga. Oh yeah, yeah And yeah. then I was like, I was like, this is awesome because mm-hmm. you get that, you get the feet with the house. Yeah. And I was like, it also kind of makes you think of like Hal's Moving Castle. Yeah. But with like, <laughs> yeah. it's like a murder house though. That's mm-hmm. so cool.
0: The, I think the Baba Yaga was the, as close as they got to any horror aspect. In this movie, yeah, right? that was yeah. honestly
1: that, and then the ten seconds of vampire we got. Like that vampire bat was cool. That but was you, pretty cool. But either. honestly, the most expensive and best shot they had was just the part where you saw him in the trailer and he just screams. Yeah. The yeah. most of that fight scene was him turning into a vampire and then immediately dying. I was like, oh. Yeah. So that's why yeah. you didn't want to spend that much money.
0: No, you didn't. <laughs>
3: Well, see, but there's a lot of that in the movie. Like, you got the vampire fight, and then it's over as as, as quick as it starts. Mm -hmm. The thing about the arc is over as quick as it starts. And then the Warthog part at the end, where he just kind of dies, it's like there's there's no payoff there. And then when he gets to break, that's over as quick as it starts, too. So it's like, let's pick pick a story and explore it and just kind of go with it. There was, like, four different things happening right and they all got off super quick and they just just moved on because we got to get to the blood queen that was the most uninteresting part of the movie yeah Yeah. and you
1: know you can definitely tell that some of this movie got chopped out of the editing floor because there's a clear difference between when she first appears and then when he goes to talk to his dad and his dad's like she got to you didn't she i'm like no she fucking didn't she just showed up and said hey she said, yeah. hey, look at my blood titties. Want to be my my boyfriend? And then just disappeared. I'm like, that's not enough for Hellboy to be, like,
2: completely enthralled by her. Yeah, I feel like the movie was... I mean, in my own opinion, I feel like they could have just made it a two and a half hour movie, because I would have sat through two and a half hours of yeah. that, because I yeah. feel like visually it was good enough, but I did feel like they just rushed certain parts, and I think if yeah, they would have did. taken their time or at least extended it just, like, maybe five or ten minutes longer, I think... It would be a
1: whole nother movie. Oh yeah, you could tell that something got lost in translation in in the writing.
3: Yeah. Well, definitely. well, I, well. Think think about this, fellas. If if you take out, if you take out the lucha scene, like completely take it out. Okay. okay? You take out the part where he's backstabbed by by the, the cult group.
4: Mm-hmm. Right? Okay.
3: You know, like completely take that out. Okay. The movie's completely the same. Completely the same. Like,
2: Agreed. Yeah. Yeah.
3: you take... Both of those things out, and the whole thing flows exactly the same. He could easily go and get the Giants himself. He didn't really need that part where he was
1: backstabbed. Yeah. Like,
3: What was that for? Because they all die.
1: The only reason they did that was because it was. There's literally a comic called The Wild Hunt, where that entire scene plays out. So I think they kind of did it for for Manola to be like, Hey, look, we did one of your comics, like. Right away. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we took something from the book and put it in a movie. So even if everybody doesn't like it, we at least paid homage to the guy who made the character. And that was one of the things I kind of didn't like about the first two was, yes, these are amazing stories. The plot is amazing. The character development is amazing. It looks beautiful. But when did I see any of this in a Hellboy comic? Other than the first one with the, with the origin story and all that. When did I ever see him fight Prince Nuata? Never. So it was cool to kind of get some representation of the book, and there were scenes where it kind of played out like you could. It was like I was reading the panels, you know. What I mean? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But with that, you
2: got they got to be careful too because sometimes, exactly what happens in this. Sometimes it's really good, and other times it is not worth putting in it. Yeah, it can totally throw the whole story, and you try to chase those rabbits, and then all of a sudden you've got a movie that's got thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I think they got scared and just threw shit at the wall to see what stuck.
3: Yeah, well, they have.
0: It it looks like they had the building blocks to make that story that you were talking about of him exploring why is he killing demons or right. what, what does that entail emotionally? 'Cause when he when he fights the the vampire, uh, and and he essentially accidentally kills that vampire. Yeah. He
1: throws him over yeah. the edge kind of and he immediately gets impaled, you're like, Oh <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and he's surprised too, and he was like, Oh shit, I did not mean to do that. Yeah. Because he knew the guy was uh uh, what was... He was Luis, Luis from the BPRD. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, he was like, oh, this guy isn't just a monster. Right. Like, this guy used to be a human being. That's it kind might of an interesting be.
1: point. I never made that connection in the movie. That's and kind then, of like the first instance of what you were talking about, Papa Bear. Yeah. Like, he's he's killing off the supernatural beings, and that's kind of a clear representation of, I know this person personally, and he works with me, but yeah. now he's a vampire. Right. What do I do, you know?
0: And then
3: the... The movie never does anything with it. Right, right do yeah. a thing with it, and
4: that,
0: well,
2: that's, that's such a mistake. That the, inner turmoil can totally yeah. change the mood of the movie. Well, yeah.
0: the, the Wild Hunt is a perfect example of like a turning point. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so now I have literally been backstabbed. And he mentions it, like, I've been backstabbed. Now I've literally been backstabbed by not just random people, people that my father trusted. Right. And then uh, learning about
1: his father. Like, here's the yeah. thing. I think setting up that moral decay and that and that uh, character development that you were talking about, they had all the steps. They oh, yeah. had the initial vampire thing to kind of set up what his his feeling is. They had the backstab, like you were saying, with Wild Hunt to then imply that the world is against him mm-hmm. and his kind. So it's like a double feature. But then between that point and when he talks to his father and has that big argument,
3: mm-hmm. it
1: doesn't feel like it's important enough. You know? <laughs>
3: Exactly. Yeah. They they dropped the ball. They totally dropped the ball. That's why I said, like, because of what they did with with the conclusion of, you can take out those scenes and it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't movie because they never fully explored what that what that vampire's death meant. They never fully explored what being betrayed by people meant. Essentially, he, he killed the vampire, which yeah. you know that's it's a part of him. Then he gets stabbed by the humans. He's part human. So he yeah, had both instances where it, it didn't work out for him, and they just, they had those scenes, and they were just like, oh, well, next time, Blood Queen, let's let's keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's yeah. up at bat next? Yeah.
1: Who's going I mean, like,
3: like, that, that, to me, would, is more interesting than just some, you know, a bucket of CGI on my screen in a fight. Just, yeah. Let's talk about that, because that would be something totally different than what we've seen before.
1: Yeah. And, and like, when you were talking about character development, I, I immediately started thinking about the sequel, and now that we kind of have this feeling it's not going to happen, I'm like, man, it's a wasted opportunity. Like, they could have gone so hard on character development here to then kind of null the the response about the whole reboot. You know, like, they they could have done this right. I think they ran out of time, and they got really confused as to make everything get set up and then hit hard.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, like, do you feel really disappointed now dressing up as Hellboy, talking about a Hellboy movie you don't like? <laughs> He's like, man, I go all dressed up and I don't even like the movie.
3: <laughs> it's, it's always fun to play Dress Up. Like, this is what I do. It's, it's always fun. I mean it's, I mean, it's good to have a, a conversation about the movie. Um, like, even though we all have different opinions about it, it's, it's just fun because, it, like, I mean, like you guys, I, I like Hellboy. I wanted to see, I wanted to keep it going. I wanted mm-hmm. the movie to be great. I wanted it to make five hundred million dollars so they can make more sequels. And I mean I'm disappointed, one that it didn't make any money, and two, it wasn't what I was expecting yeah. or what we promised. But it, you know, it's just it just sucks. <laughs> it just sucks <laughs> around. But I think dis- oh, it'll I be a fun that. one
1: to go back and watch on Netflix or you know, rent or get the D V D and then just like Take a couple shots and forget about the the, the beginning of the plot and enjoy mm-hmm. the monsters. <laughs> It'll be a fun like additional movie to watch when you when you just now finished the first Hellboy's. You know.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing. So,
1: is, my whole point yeah. is, I just cannot stand when people take a stance before even seeing it. Right. Like, I just I just don't ever get that. Like, what's the point, man? If you're in, if you love Hellboy, if you love the Magnolia universe then Mm -hmm. why not at least give it a shot like open eyes you know what i mean and like it or not this one did bring some stuff to the table that the first two movies didn't like lobster johnson and baba yaga and all these other uh little ways that the
2: universe could change let's just be real the MVP was Lobster Johnson. Lobster Johnson right. was the right. MVP. I feel like if You've heard just it here <coughs> first folks on the weekly geekly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because he's <laughs> like, Beware my claw. He's like, or oh, yeah. was it uh uh was it Gutentag? <laughs> yeah, Guten Tag, and then he just starts cabinet the cabin Nazis. That was perfect. I, I think if they did us if they did a solo movie where it's just like Lobster Johnson and like and Hellboy team-ups, oh, and just do, like, a series of that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, like, kind of, like, d- kind of be, like, a weird, like, noir, like, detective comic mm, thing, yeah. and just have, like, Lobster Johnson, and then Howie, like, his run-ins randomly with the BPRD, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I'm killing Nazis! Mm-hmm. I will say, like, I get the whole complaint on the, on
1: the visuals, given that the only other thing we had to go off of was the practicality and the CGI of Del Toro. Like, it's never gonna win, but... I still, yeah. I still love it, man. I <laughs> like. I'm, I'm a fan of like Sharknado. Like, I don't care if it looks like crap. If I, if I can imagine it, that's good enough. So when I saw the vampire, when I saw Baba Yaga, when I saw the giants, I was like nerdgasming hardcore. Like Jamie was like, sit down in your seat. Like, <laughs> stop. And I was like, no, this is, this is so cool. Like, I can't get over this. So, like, that's why I get so butthurt when people bash on it like that. I'm like, man, you got to at least appreciate something.
0: Oh, dude, the detail in the Giants was immaculate. I love like, the fight the scene bits.
1: when when he when he's fighting the first one, he throws that big log in his eye. Uh-huh. He, like, javelins it in his eye and then grabs it, swings off his head and swings his head down into the other one's axe. I was like, oh, that made the movie. Like, that right there, just do more of that, you know what I mean? But, yeah, you yeah, have to take a second awesome. to pay the bills. Um, mention the sponsors Krypton Comics in Omaha, Nebraska, probably the longest running store in our hometown. These guys are awesome. They've got all the new releases, very helpful. And uh, they put up with my annoying ass enough to uh, give me a part time job. So <laughs> go check out Krypton Comics, a proud sponsor of the Weekly Geekly. And uh, check out our other uh, sponsor, Inc., Poisoning Apparel. Uh, creepy, dark, gothic, punk merch. Use our promo code, GEEK. G E E K for twenty five percent off your entire purchase. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I always gotta awkwardly Sponsies. shove it in. They're like, just say it. We don't care when. And then I forget, and they're like, you dumbass. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I forgot to say it. So like, I'll even do episodes, and, <laughs> and then I'll just record just me saying that, and like, clip it in the end or the beginning. <laughs> I'm like, eh, it's there, right? Like, whatever.
0: Obligation fulfilled. Boo! <laughs>
1: I did my due. Hey, you gotta back up for a minute. I gotta see the, the, the flames on your head.
3: Yeah, oh, say, oh
1: see yeah. Light. Dude, oh, you gotta like back up a little. That is Get nuts. chest
0: in there. Alright.
1: Jeez. That's you, you got the right hand, right? Yeah, let me see that baby.
0: Oh uh, yeah. That is so cool. That is a strong right hand. Now,
1: do you, I know you did at one point. Do you still have the, <laughs> do you still have the, um... Take that however you want to take that. Oh, God. <laughs> That's why we're not safe for works, folks. Um, do you still have the, the Good Samaritan and the big baby?
3: I do. Uh, I got, I got the baby. That thing is so huge. <laughs> Damn, so, how long uh, did that
1: tape to make?
3: Uh, actually, the the baby was the first prop I ever made. Wow! Um, oh, it took a couple months because I, I didn't know anything. Right? Yes. Learning. Um, so yeah, that was that was the first thing I ever made, and um, it's I got it signed by Magnolia and Doug Jones. I hate it. Um, so, <laughs> so, like that's, that's one of my one of my uh, most prized possessions. Like I look at it now, and it's just like it looks like crap because it's the first thing I ever made years ago, but <laughs> It, I, I love it because of, of, I mean, I took this thing everywhere. So well, there's like a sentimental
1: and, value behind it, man. That was your first project. That kind of shows how much of a Hellboy fan you are, and you've been cosplaying as him for so long. Then to meet him and get it signed, like that's a, that's a piece of art you should never take out of that
3: room. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't used it since I got it signed. Um, so it's, it's one of those pieces where it, it looks bad up close, but I, I love it absolutely love it i did have uh, a buddy
1: yeah. text me mid-conversation and she really wants to know uh what kind of makeup do you use
3: i use i don't know if m-e-h-r-o-n i don't know if it's mayron or me I, I I <laughs> better to saying. spell it yeah so m-e-h-o-r-n um and it's called star blend hmm. i use that that brand and um it goes on with just water application, and it dries nice, um, and then you just put on another layer until you feel happy with it. It stays on all day, it doesn't nice. off.
1: Waterproof and all that once you get it dried?
3: Yeah well, yeah, well, once you seal it. I use, now, you're not supposed to use hairspray to seal. <laughs> I use hairspray to seal my paint. Industry secret, so, folks. Yeah, but it, yeah, I mean, you're not supposed to, but. <laughs> We go on record
1: by saying he's not endorsing it, but that's what he does. <laughs> just, so, just so you don't have some kid in Chicago trying to put hairspray on his face and then lighten himself on fire. Look, I'm Hellboy. <laughs> that's I mean, awesome, you can though, man. Honestly, that's pretty good for under an hour, though. Like, I couldn't do that. <laughs> it would take me probably a day to do it. you just did in an hour.
3: Well, my, my first time ever doing this, it took me like six hours to do it. Jesus. So you really kind of mastered the craft by this point. Yeah, like over over years, I've gotten I've got it down. But the very first time, man, I was going to a con. I woke up that morning and decided to just try it that morning at for the con, and I didn't get there till the con was almost over. So.
4: <laughs>
1: like, I, I got two pictures and had to go home.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. I was really happy we ran
1: into you over at Planet con in Kansas City. I didn't even know you're gonna be there, and then I see this big barreling man walk in as Hellboy, and I was like, "Holy crap! It's Papa Bear! Where you been?" <laughs> so it was cool. And also, you were in the new the new costume, because for those of you who do not know, he's been doing this for a while, so he's got like what at least three now, three different Hellboys. Duh. You got the demon one with the with the big axe in the armor. I saw that.
3: Yeah. Which yeah, is more is kinda
1: third. like this one, and then you got the, the normalized cut horn one and then this one.
3: Yeah, it's my third version. I, I plan on doing the steampunk version at some point. Oh, that'd be cool. And that'd be that'd be my fourth version. But nice. yeah, I've i kinda I've kind of done it all with this character. I love this character. So Hell I wanna yeah. I wanna see it succeed. Um, but uh it's not looking like it's in the cards this time.
1: Papa Bear's been let down. Uh,
0: I don't know. I don't know. I think we might... I think we might... I still think we might see a sequel. You think there's a chance? Yeah, because if there's anything the last couple of years have taught me about Hollywood, it's that uh, they don't care if you think it's good. They're going to yeah. make one.
1: Yeah. Well, and they just <laughs> care
0: about money, which I get. That's what Papa Bear's saying. It didn't make yeah.
1: shit. But at the same time, with with the knowledge of how fan bases work nowadays, yeah. we have the power. If oh, yeah. we. Made That's it a true. social media thing and yeah. kept doing it and talked about it all well, the time and made it a, a hashtag. There would be enough people to be like, "Yeah, give them another chance to further the what they couldn't do in the first one."
0: Deadpool kind of let a cat out of the bag
2: because yeah, we
0: Deadpool
2: saw it could be done been, there. Wouldn't and, have even happened unless oh yeah.
1: the fan or unless that leaked footage came out and everyone freaked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. If that would have never happened, who? Thank God to the guy who <laughs> broke the rules and leaked the Deadpool footage. Because if you didn't do that, that movie would have never been made. They were rallying yeah. for that for yeah. over almost 10 years. Oh, and yeah. they kept getting the green light, and then they'd shut it down. Oh, they like, yeah. ooh, Disney's doing stuff, so we don't know. Fox is doing stuff, yeah. so we don't know. And they just got lucky.
0: And I hope they do a sequel because, <laughs> uh, to go back to our like Star Wars uh, parallel, so like, you can feel how you want to feel about... Uh, Episode seven and eight. Mm. I think we can all agree that Rogue One probably wouldn't have happened yeah, if seven and eight hadn't come if around. If we didn't
1: get all that. Before. I
0: personally liked Solo, so for me, that was I am grateful that they existed so that I could have Solo.
1: Right, dude. Uh, and that's a clear kind of example of this kind of movie. Yeah. It for my from what I can understand, and people are gonna hate it, but this wasn't made for people who aren't Hellboy fans.
0: Exactly because yeah, if you aren't I a fan
1: thought. of Hellboy and you and you only saw the first two and you were like I really like them because of these movies, then you're not gonna like this. This is for the people who have stayed up late looking for the Hellboy comics in their in their shop, you know, going in getting personalized Etsy props made from Hellboy because they're obsessed with it. Like this is for the diehard fans. And then there's the people that retort with, well, if they want it to be successful, then um, they need to do what people want. No. They they really don't. They can do whatever they want and regardless it's it's yeah. out there. You know, whether you like it or not, that movie still happened. So Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully let's cross our fingers that one day they'll pick it up for a Netflix series instead of a sequel and, and kinda of put some more time into it. I well, think that'd especially be the way to go.
2: Disney's gonna transition all of the Marvel stuff off of Netflix. Oh, this wait, ain't need No, something. but that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Since yeah. they're going to move all that stuff off of Netflix, now you're going to have that gap in Netflix yep. where they could come in and yep. gobble up content like this. So when is that happening? The streaming service goes live sometime this year. Yeah, it's supposed to be, I believe it's June or July.
1: Well, that's that works in tandem with what we're thinking. If Netflix has that need for content, then maybe by next year they'll be like, sure, let's greenlight a Hellboy miniseries, even if it's seven episodes. If you... If you did seven good 45-minute long episodes of of this new Hellboy, I guarantee it would reboot all of the backstock of everything else. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, they already started making new comic book series of Hellboy because of this movie. Like, they rebooted it, did a whole bunch of new runs. They did, I think, two or three different storylines, and then one of BPRD. It's like, dude, it's working, just not in the way you think it's going to work. That's why I say that I think this one was made more for Hellboy comic book fans.
3: The... Oh, I mean, without a doubt, there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of Easter eggs in this one compared to the first two, especially.
0: Oh yeah, sure. Yeah.
3: But I, I think Hellboy could work as a show, and and like to keep it low budget. I mean, you can put it in the horror genre and yeah. keep it yeah. low budget. And try to make it like a big a big monster flick, it's it's it's, it's, just, it's not gonna work. It's gonna be too expensive. But if you put it with the horror genre and kind of slow it down and yeah. just tell mm-hmm. the story, it would really work investing. and that
1: kind of gives them more of what you were looking for in your version of this movie. It will give you more exposition, more character development, more time to focus on how Hellboy gets to be Hellboy. you know what yeah. I mean less of he's smashing and grabbing and <laughs> punching and poking and
0: yeah.
2: stabbing and shooting. It's like that's cool, but I know he does that. Show me something else. Well I think the cool thing is is they can build it up well, kind of yeah. like how they're doing in like how they do it like Game of Thrones or, you know, you, you're working up to a point. Or in, in, like, mid-season, you could have, like, a mid-season battle or, like, things like that. Yeah. I think small things like that. You don't have to... You can get away with not actually having to generate a whole monster. Yeah. I mean, shit, you could... If you, could you could pull a spawn and do, oh, like... Oh, yeah. You know, half animatronics. Right. You know, if you really are pr- prosthetics, because, I mean, when they did the clown, for
4: instance... Yeah. No, that
2: was... Um, that was literally just two giant arms that they had a bunch of people doing this (laughs) and um i mean you can't see my hand actions but i'm going (laughs) to do do with my hands you know and uh i think you know small things like that i think would be really cool i think with you know the thing is is makeup is a lot cheaper and prosthetics are a lot cheaper to make than a shit ton of cgi oh yeah right you know because that's and i think that's where they're you know if you look at like how marvel did you know jessica jones and all the other ones like it's bare bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably
0: had uh, they probably had like uh, uh, what do they call that? Like set dressing CGI mm. to like expand streets or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like cover, up, yeah. Yeah, cover up yeah cover up an advertisement somewhere. I mean, I yeah, think, yeah.
2: I think them being able to do that with like you know Abe and this tank stuff like that, it's super. I think it's 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 plausible and I think they could do it low budget. Like just like what you're saying, Papa Bear, you can make it totally low budget. And I think you can make a really good series out of it. Oh, yeah. Well, Let's pray that they can. You know, as
1: Hellboy fans, let's, like, do a seance right now to the spirit of of, of anyone who owns the rights to Hellboy right now. <laughs> maybe they'll do it. Maybe they won't, man. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm still going to be loving Hellboy every damn day of my life. Like, I don't care if you make the shittiest version of it. I'm still going to, like, love it. <laughs> Just because it's Hellboy and it's something to watch. and. In this world of a million options on Netflix and Hulu, like I'm still gonna gravitate towards what
3: I like. Yeah. 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 So. But did you guys hear that that uh, the movie had a lot of production issues too? Yeah. Have you got up on that?
0: I wasn't. I wasn't up on that. No.
3: So apparently, um, the producer and the director were having a pissing contest, and. Like, yeah, they I heard about that kind of. And, like, the director didn't even go to the premiere of the movie because he was so pissed off about the whole process. And uh, it was a lot of rewrites. And uh, from the looks of it, now this is all coming out as the movie's coming out. So, like, when we got here, like, look it up. But the movie was plagued with production issues, like, mm. throughout. So, that, that might have played a part into it, too. And it's like, it's disappointing to read because, like, you don't hear about this stuff until it's too late, until the movie's out. Yeah, until you already saw it, right. Yeah, so like the movies that then you hear, like the director then goes to the premiere, and the producer was pissed off at the director, and the director wanted to do this, and they didn't want to do that, and it was all these rewrites, and and Harbor's walking off the set, and just a lot of a lot of bad stuff uh, trying to get this movie made. It's it's all of it's just disappointing to hear when when you when you like watch it and see like okay, well, I can see why it has some some problems.
1: Right, it wasn't put in the right hands for a producer. It wasn't put in like the appropriate hands I think Neil Marshall is a great director I think he was honestly the best choice but if he's walking off set then that tells me that it's a producer problem it's a technical problem it's it's an application problem well and
0: you can tell this movie is definitely just exactly the kind of material that a director wants because there is all that room for this great juicy character development um I don't know if that would be easy because Hellboy is by nature just a stoic character and stoic yeah. characters don't generally have a whole lot of character development in two hour time frame. Right. They would in a show, Netflix. <laughs> wink, 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 yeah. wink. Yeah. If but, anyone's
1: listening, which hey, I keep, yeah. we've made that joke in the past where it's like, hey, if, if this person's listening and I always go, they're fucking not. So just yeah. don't. But you know, you never know anymore. We're starting to grow. We got a yeah. weird fan base in different countries. Um, I was checking the, the little analytics on on our thing yesterday, and it was like, the last week the top three countries are Germany, Russia, and then America. I was like, screw you, America! What the hell? Like,
2: we live here, and you don't even listen as much as the Germans. Well, maybe are maybe we... maybe that's where our maybe that's where our new in is. Instead of having it being produced here, they'll make like a German version of like Human Centipede meets uh, Hellboy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you never know. No. <laughs> oh my god, the possibilities are endless. Just for, as, for just as long end. as we're on in Guam. That's fine. <laughs> as, just long, as long as as, as long as, we're on as in they Guam. put as long as Lobster Johnson shows up in there, I mean I'm pretty down. Yes. So I think most favorite part of any Hellboy thing is Lobster Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest with you, because like as soon as I saw it, I was almost in tears. I didn't I didn't think uh mm. I was not expecting it whatsoever. I'm and I think the really cool thing about Lobster Johnson is, is just how nonchalant he talks. When he's like, he's like, he's like, Guten tag Right. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Claw. It's so just
1: like, I have no sense of humor, dry, like, just. Gutentag. Nazis. <laughs> and then he jumps down and starts like, just shooting them all. Like, honestly, I think that origin scene was way better than the original, yeah. man. Yeah. Like yeah. You see the fight, you see him come in, you see a little more exposition, there's more of like an understanding of what's going on. It's mm-hmm. not just like, I've never heard the word para- abnormal before. We're up, oh, gonna go hunt some Nazis. You know, up, no. oh, there's the guy with swords. Honestly, I was a little upset that the the second hand, the right hand of the, the, the big bad guy, was not as cool as uh, Cronin was from the first movie, with the mask and the steampunk sand and the knives, and then to go from that to just a, a big boar that can change size based off magic,
3: I was like, come on, like where's the challenge there? Um, yeah, it just like the, the the third act just kind of fell apart. Is I mean the the movie had a villain mm-hmm. problem, which is weird because it's a Hellboy movie. But that's exactly what had happened. Like, it, it like you said earlier, there was no point in that movie where I was like, oh, Hellboy's in trouble here. It's yeah. Just no point. There was no sense and, of a threat.
1: And at that point, you're like, well, now I'm just watching a really, really glorified version of of a Saturday morning cartoon. It did the same thing that I, ever, I tell everyone I think Justice League did. Um, it... It gave you a great adventure. It gave you a great story. But what it didn't do is it ever made anyone feel like they were going to die. There were no... It felt like you were playing Skyrim, and they just turned all the, the mods and cheat codes on, so you, there were no consequences. <laughs> At no point in Justice League was I like, oh, shit, the bad guy's going to get him. Oh, there's an actual threat. I was like, oh, guy with a funny head going after a box. Take the box. Kill the guy with the funny head. Movie done, <laughs> and that's kind of the, like the simplicity of this. Like the only thing that that saved this movie for me, other than um, like the the dirty cussing and the, and the little bits of blood and the and the monsters and the makeup, was they added in all that exposition, and it was enough for me to be interested. But like we said, I don't think they took it all the way, and and they, it was a huge swing and a big miss. Yeah, yeah. So. We, we, uh, we honor the memory of Hellboy. We are a little disappointed with the new reboot, I will say. But I, like, I, I'm still going to go out and buy it, man. I'm still going to go get the DVD. I'm still going to go obsess over it. Like that's just I, Once I fixate on, on a, a, a part of pop culture, I, I just can't stop.
0: I was going to say, you know, we, we talk about uh, how you guys ha- are steeped in Hellboy. And I'm just coming out of like little snippets yeah. of the comics and mostly the movies. Right. I actually like this movie better than the other two.
1: I've heard that by a lot of people who have never seen the first one yeah. and, until after they watched this one, which kind of says something in its own right. Like I think if we were never given the first two Hellboys and this one just came out, everyone would be obsessing over it. Everyone would be like, Oh, God, it's the coolest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> but because we were kind of spoiled in the early 2000s with having two movies, not Mm -hmm. just one, that were well ahead of their time production-wise, we're like, well, shit, there's nowhere to go but down. (laughs) You know what I mean? The Blood
0: Queen would still be weak, though.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) The Blood Queen was so hot. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, Papa Bear, there was one scene where he's, he's getting all her body parts, and she's just sitting on a couch watching TV, and I turn to my girlfriend, and I go is it weird that seeing her in, like, body parts is kind of doing it for me? And she goes, what (laughs) do you mean? I go, I don't know, man. I've never really thought this before, but her cut up into pieces is kind of hot. And she's like, oh, God. (laughs) We're going home. (laughs) Well. (laughs) At least they got a decent actress for it, though. You know, they could have gotten someone real shitty. Yeah. (laughs) I think (laughs) as Hellboy fans, we can all agree it didn't do what we wanted it to do but there was still quite a lot of stuff that this one brought to the table you know what i mean you can at least appreciate it for what it brought to the table while having an opinion you know what i mean
3: yeah it wasn't it's not as nearly as bad as 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 people i mean people are killing this movie and it's it's not nearly as bad as as people are killing it for not nearly Never believe
1: the hype, people. Honestly, I say that to everybody about every movie I see. It's like, whatever you think you hear, doesn't matter. Go see it. <laughs> like,
2: Form your own opinion. Right. Yeah. And, and don't oh, let God, Rotten yeah.
1: Tomatoes or Comic Book Resource or Nerdist tell you something just to influence your opinion. Like, you know, it's all clickbait. It's all this. It's all, in this day and age, that's what media is. And that's why we have always strived to be the kind of show that is not just in a media outlet. We're not another newspaper. We're not another no. social media clickbait site. We're, we're a show where people like Papa Bear Cosplay can get up and dress up like Hellboy and proclaim his love for the entire universe. And yeah. I love that about what we're doing. And I love that you could come on, man. When we talked about this, I was like, I, call, I initially called him after Planet Con, and I was like, oh, shit, dude, he's not going to have time. He's going to say no. He's going to think it's stupid. First thing out of his mouth. Dude, I don't know why I've never done that before. <laughs> That's so cool. We should do that more. I was like, oh, yes. So hell yeah. Now that we kind of have all the logistics work out, maybe we could find another movie that you can cosplay for and do this again.
3: I, I, I'm 100% down with it. Like it's, it's not, like, it's a lot of fun to talk about the movie. Um, just, like, because there's a lot of different opinions. And, like, no, like, none of them are wrong. Like, if you hate the movie, I can see why you could. If you love the movie, I can see why you could. Right. So fun to talk about it. Yeah. yeah,
1: I really enjoyed talking about it with you, man. And one of these days, I swear to you, I will get that Abe Sapien cosplay done.
3: Please do. The first time <laughs> we ever met
1: uh, was at Ocon, what, like three years ago? Yeah. And that was literally our first convention as a podcast. And we were, like, right next to his booth. First, First moment meeting him, there's no one in the convention floor. And it's, like, opening hours, like, before opening hours. And I see him dressed up as Jason, and I almost shit myself. Cause he's tall, he's big, he like, he has the stature. He's not just a big, skinny, lanky guy dressed up like Jason. You know what I mean? So I was immediately like, "Please don't kill me." <laughs> and yes. we started talking. I saw his cosplay stuff for Hellboy, and I was like, "Oh, dude, I need to be your ape sapien. Like, I'm tall, I'm lanky, I could do it." Like, and I even went so far as to like trying to commission a guy to make me a full suit with the breather and all that. I was like, "Come on, man!" Like, cause I honestly, dude, I. I respect the shit out of you for what you can do because there's plenty of us that want to look like you and do what you're doing, but just don't have the skill.
3: I appreciate it, and uh, anything you need, man, I'm I'm always here for you. I love how like like go back to what you said, like that first setup at at con to what like what the Weekly Geekly has become. It, it's awesome. So it's kind of weird, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it's it's weird to see like oh, it's like seeing eighth grade pictures of yourself. And you're mm-hmm. out of high school and you're like, um, did I really do that, man? Like, did I really did I really look like that? Was I really talking like that? Like, and I leave up the first episodes as kind of like a see how far we've come. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want people to to see the production value has like uh, has changed. And I wanna s I want them to see the change in the content and the change in all the things we do. So I'm never gonna be ashamed of where we've come from. I think that's important. So like when you yeah. talk about how important that big big baby gun is to you? I can completely relate, man. Cause like when I go back and I play the very first podcast I ever did, almost three years ago, it sounds like shit. It was produced horribly. <coughs> the content is horrible. I'm saying um every other word. I love and it. And it's literally me shouting <laughs> into a, a into a Mac laptop on GarageBand through the speaker. <laughs> like it was the shittiest recording ever. But I'll never take it down. I have people that work on this show that are like. You, you should take these down, they're just, they're embarrassing, they, um, it, we're, that's not the production value, we have a brand to protect, and I'm like, yeah, but trans, tr- transparency is important, you know what I mean, you, you need to show people you're, you're proud of who you are, and, and where you've come from, and how far you've come, because there's nothing to be ashamed of with that, you know, like, 100%, 100%. why not show people your original Hellboy too, just to kind of give them like a, hey man, you may like this, but things have changed, you know, like, I, this was a progression, you didn't just learn it overnight,
3: Right. And I, I show people that, that first that first tailboy all the time because it's it's like you said, it's it's where you start. You have to start somewhere. Yeah. So you know? so in order you in, in order to do anything, you gotta start. So it's always fun. I go back to that oftentimes when I just feel like not making anything and I go back to that as like I need to keep going, I need to keep pushing myself. I, I love that that picture of that first because like in it I felt as good then in that costume as I do now in this. Yeah. It like, that feeling has never gone away, but it's always, it's always it just reminds me to just keep swimming. So it's, it's always good. I'm I'm proud of what what you've been able to build. It's been fun to watch you do this over the years.
1: Dude, I appreciate that. Like, I've always been a fan of yours, so I'm a little geeking out right now hearing that coming from you. <laughs> like. So thank you, man. It means a lot. You know, I'm glad that we could kind of grow to become friends throughout all this and have this stuff in common and just geek out over the same stuff because the whole reason I even started making this show was because I was the kid who would go around and talk to all my friends about comic books until I see their eyes glaze over and they start looking at their phones. And I'm like, why are you not as into this as I am? Have you read this book? It changed the way I see the <laughs> fucking world. And you can't even listen to me for two minutes? Like, so that's why I, he's laughing. Well, let's that's, be real. It's not a two minute rant. I, it's a 10 minute <laughs> rant, but still it's important. It'll change your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But You know what I mean? Like you, you get so into these kind of things, but I guarantee you that, you know, people that don't give a shit about how much you love Hellboy or that you dress up like him. But then there's 10,000 other people that are like, holy shit, how do I do that? You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's interesting yep. to, to meet your, your geeky family and your tribe and, and, And find people that have these common interests because it's special to me to be able to sit here and nerd out for an hour with you. You know Mm. what I mean? Yeah. So, dude, I I think we should totally do this again sometime. I I agree. I agree. Let's make this a regular thing. Like, maybe quarterly you'll come on it. Or or maybe once or twice a year. I don't want to, like, push you to be like, produce more cosplays. (laughs) Dance, monkey, dance. Like No, I'm never going to do that. Give us (laughs) these (laughs) cosplays. cosplay is for gold shekels. No. But if you ever have another one that you're like, hey, I've been really meaning to do this, and there's another movie coming out for this, like maybe we'll do another one. That'd be fun.
3: Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. I'm
1: really that's into that, dude. Oh, it looks so cool. I just want to take screenshots of you right now. <laughs> I'm probably going to do that later. Just go back to the video and take screenshots. Because I oh, love yeah, this. Honestly, a really Honestly, good screenshot. I was, yeah. I was blown away by your first Hellboy. Like, I was like, holy crap. Because the value of it looks so much better than... Someone just regularly painting themselves and buying a right hand. Like mm-hmm. you made that shit. Like that's your blood, sweat, and tears into it. And then when I saw this one, it was like, it feels like the first time. I was like, Papa Bear, get over here. That is sexy. Like, dude, oh my god. Like, I'm so happy that you keep the you keep changing the Hellboy too. I would say, dude, why not make a variation that we've never seen before? Like do a do a like you were saying, steampunk do like a dirty hippie version of hellboy like, yeah. just keep making different versions of hellboy
0: just do the 90s so you have a beanie and don't have to worry about right, right. any yeah. hair hey
3: that's that's one from the new movie yeah he's wearing a beanie yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's not a bad idea i've thought about doing a like a lot of versions because it's like this is my favorite costume I, I love doing hellboy yeah even though it's a pain in the ass to to do um I thought about doing all kind of versions, so no, like nothing's off the table when it comes to this.
1: Okay, don't tell me that, cause now I'm gonna send you emails like, ooh, what if you did this? Ooh, what if you did? What if you did a weekend at Bernie's Hellboy? <laughs> what if you did? What, what if you did Hellboy as Lobster Johnson? You know, like I'm just gonna give you so many. You're gonna open up your emails. It's gonna be like 300 messages from from the Weekly Geekly, and you're gonna be like, all right, I gotta block these dudes. <laughs> oh man. Well, hell yeah, man appropriate
0: uh, <laughs> I, had, I had one last point of discussion before we get out of here and yep. it struck me as I was walking out of the movie yeah speaking of the right hand I get how he gets on coats and jackets
1: mm-hmm.
0: how the hell does he get on t-shirts because he wears some tight t-shirts
1: you know that's a good point yeah what is your Maybe two cents it? as a cosplayer <laughs> what do you think he does
3: <laughs> uh wow you know what? Um, <laughs> what I would do, I would I would cut the shirt in the back and like have it open, cut put it on and then zip it up in the back. You think he's got zips on every <laughs> single shirt? <laughs>
0: how's he get how's he get that hand through the the shirt sleeve?
3: He could have Velcro. Or it
1: could be a I breakaway suppose. from the right side. Oh, I see what it's you're It's a breakaway okay. where he buttons it up on the right side and then puts uh, his arm through, you know. Or maybe he just doesn't wear sleeves on his shirts. Yeah. Hey, that actually makes sense. Boom, debunked. Because in the oh. first scene when he's wrestling, he takes off his jacket and he has and his, a sleeveless shirt. So. I was going to
0: say, yeah, and at the end of the movie when he has the BPRD shirt, yeah. it doesn't show that it has sleeves, yeah. so... We can only
1: assume. You, you notice how we've been discussing like every little part of this movie, and I guarantee you that this has been stuck in Zach's head since he got here. He's been like, this is my point. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I really want to know. <laughs> hey, the Rob
0: Perlman movie... Didn't they showed him in like super tight t shirt? Yeah, no jacket with sleeves. They didn't consider that. This movie might have okay. Final, they thought, could have not. Then, final, but final thought they might based
1: have. off that, I will say this, and this totally goes into what you were just saying. If you noticed in Hellboy the original 2, it's not, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make sense logically. There are points where he would have his coat ripped and it's not ripped in the next scene. There are points where he would have blood on his face, and it's just magically gone when they cut away and cut back. The one thing I really valued on production value of this Mm -hmm. was he got stabbed by the giant guys. He got cut up. He got bruised. He got beaten. When he goes to Alice's apartment afterwards, you see those holes still in the jacket. Like They kept it going for the story. Like At least they did that, so it wasn't like... Twenty minutes later, Um, I'm in a different country, and now I've got a brand new jacket. You know what I mean? Like they kept it real, so that was nice. I think this one for me made it a little more real, kind of like Nolan made Batman a little more real. They they brought it into the real world. You know, Perlman's was so cool, but that never felt like the real world. You saw two scenes of a bus pulling up to a museum, and then a fight in the street, and that's all you saw of the world. So it was kind of cool that they they had that thought process with this.
3: Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, you're actually right. And like, he had he had like battle damage throughout the whole movie. And even at the like by the end of the movie, his sleeve was kind of ripped off. He had holes all throughout his coat. He was bleeding the whole time. He had bruises. It it actually like now that I think about it, it was cool that they 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 kept him being hurt throughout yeah. the whole.
1: So much more realistic, man. And like, I think the graphics they did on this cut me in a different way. Like when Alice did the thing where she would have ghosts talk through her it like came out of her mouth like a giant floating organ like yeah. person like they had so many cool little visual aspects of this that i've never seen before that like that's why i want it to keep going at least this iteration that's why i want them to do a netflix series that's why i want them to just take a little more time on it cuz man they had a yeah. great start i just i i really wish they would have had a great finish so we will Ooh. see in the future hellboy fans maybe one day we'll get another iteration or some more um, graphic novels. We're probably going to get more cartoons because of this movie. So that's really? great. So I don't think we're ever going to run
0: out of you, Hellboy. You're talking anymore. about how realistic it got. Do you, you guys notice? For as like muscular as the as this Hellboy was, as the David Harbor Hellboy was, you uh they did it like realistically instead of cart like cartoony. Yeah. Because yeah, like when you when you yeah. see on the front, like yeah, he's a real stacked dude. Yeah. When you look at it from the back, like. Dude's got love handles. Yeah, and he had back hair. Yeah. cool. I
2: was like, back hair? He's got a
0: tail? (laughs) He has the body frame of a heavy dude who just has a lot of muscles, but doesn't necessarily, but isn't necessarily going out to like... He's
1: shredded. Yeah, Yeah. this
0: guy's not watching his caloric intake. Past, I'm eating calories. I don't even think
1: Ron Perlman looked like Hellboy when he was Hellboy. I think they probably edited his abs and did the whole 300 makeover and whatever thing. So it was cool to see David Harbour actually try. He wasn't just like, oh, they're going to beef me up anyway. This dude
0: looked like, I mean, I know there was a lot of work done, but the the Hellboy looked like he was going to smash stuff real good. Yeah, his arms were
1: huge, man. So that was pretty cool. There was a sense of realism in this one that I think we needed. We need to ground comic books in reality sometimes so that they're a little more adaptable for non-comic book readers. Mm -hmm. So it was great to see that. It was great to get this kind of compare contrast I'm glad that we could all sit down and just discuss this with you man and like I said fun. you look damn hellish so thank <laughs> you for taking the time to dress up for us and kind of give us your two cents on everything especially dude I couldn't think of another person I know to talk about
3: Hellboy with so thank you. <laughs> thank you for inviting me um I really appreciate it. Would love to do this in the future for sure. Oh we're oh we're doing wow. it folks. Yeah
1: it's official we've made the announcement everybody and while while we have you here just to wrap up we have one more announcement Um, As of yesterday, the Weekly Geekly is now sponsoring Corvus Creations on Etsy. Uh, It's our buddy. He's starting to 3D print some cosplay stuff, fabricate some stuff. He makes whips, does all this cool stuff. Check him out on Etsy. It's called Corvus Creations. Uh, If you use our promo code geek1, you get 15% off any purchase. So go check him out. Support local makers, just like Papa Bear. Support people who are trying to build their dreams to move to something better. So... Uh, With that, like I said, Papa Bear, thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks to all the geeks who interacted on on the video, and thank you guys for coming here with me. (laughs) Oh, and thank you, buddy, popping in the video. How's it going, man? (laughs) You got yourself a little Hellboy there. A little Hellgirl. (laughs) Wow. I think Hellboy needs to get back to his spawn. (laughs) Well, as always, I've been your host, Mikey Colsheen. With me at the table has been... Both very Zach Cook. Scout. And as always, the big man in red. The one, the
3: only... Papa Bear Cosplay. Thanks for tuning in, geeks. Good night. Listening to the Weekly Geekly, Omaha's Counterculture Podcast. Omaha's Counterculture Podcast.